What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freider, the club CEO here, and we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the Club App, the number one platform for DJs to build their career online. Today, we have Mr. La, an amazing DJ that's going to tell us his DJ story. Brother, could you please introduce yourself to the people where you're from? My name is Mr. La, and I'm based out of New York City. Uh, majority of the time out of Brooklyn, but currently moved into Long Island. You know, so that's where I'm at right now um, in my makeshift home studio, per se. <laughs> awesome, man. So, yeah, we're going to jump right into this, man. We want to hear, you know, how you got started as a DJ, why you picked up the profession and, and kind of where you went, you know, in the beginning of your days as a DJ. Like, tell me a little bit about the intro. So I started off really and truly because it was a way to, and this going to sound corny, but it was a way to talk to girls. All right. Cause I was literally shy when it came to, when it comes to talking to a girl. So it was like, <sighs> I noticed I had a little knack for music because my father used to play music forever. You know, he's one of those old school guys that would play music from Friday night straight to, to, to Sunday. So I had the knack for the music and I started playing and, you know, I taught myself some stuff and I got hooked up with one of his coworkers that turned out to be an underground DJ at the time. And he taught me a couple of things. So, you know, I'm Jamaican descent, or I was born in Jamaica, but my first DJ um, techniques was from someone that was into hip hop roots. So I learned scratching was my first thing. I didn't learn to just pull tunes. I learned how to scratch first. And um, from there, like, you know, I started, I did the sound system things. I started up with a couple of friends and you got a little sound system and, you know, you had to go cut dub plates and this and all that other stuff. And, you know, we did that for a while till I got noticed by another, by a bigger name sound system. And I started traveling to um, Chicago playing for a sound system called King Tubby's Hi-Fi. And that was awesome. Wow. So the traveling, the playing against other big sound systems and, and all of that, it was, it was, it was awesome. This is like early, this is, this is late 99, early 2000s. And I'm like, all right, I love this. But it got to a point where that was one thing and I wanted to do something different. Like I'm in, I'm into the enjoyment of people like i like seeing people have fun you know so it was more like i was like i, I know i love to mix I, I play all genres of music i do my best to learn like if somebody comes to me and say oh we want you to play this party and this party's all um african and like i'm 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 a rat I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a rat when it comes to learning so i'll be in here by the time they give me who they want me to hear by the time I'm at the event or whatever I'm doing, I have three, four, five hundred different ways I can go, you know, because I make everything my own. And it started off like that. And I was like, all right, cool. So I'm loving this. And I realized it's easier not to do the sound system because <laughs> literally I could just pack, pop up in a club with my crates and I could go and got to break nothing down or whatever it is, you know. And then it went on that way for a while. And uh, a good friend of mine, God rest his soul, said to me, why don't you do it for yourself? You know, so that's when we started Law Entertainment. And that's how my name went from the story of Babala to Mr. La, you know, because. Nice. And, and give us some context about, you know, how old were you when this was all going on, like in the beginning? Oh, so I started DJing probably 17. My first sound system, I was about 19. 
uh, when I when I when I turned everything over into like just in, entertaining people was oof, I would say I was 24, 25. Nice, nice. You know? So then that's where the law entertainment came up. And law actually stands for something. LAH stands for love all humanity. Wow. You know, so it's like, all right, so let's go with that. And yeah, I've been playing music for a while and um, do a lot of events here and there. I, I love uh, personal events. I love uh, club events, but personal events to me, I, I enjoy more because it's more of a, of a, what well, I say, people in, enjoy this. When you do something well for them, that is, that is it. That, that is it with me. And when it comes to music, like I know our motto is, um, it's all about having fun. Because if I'm not having fun, you ain't having fun either. You understand what I'm saying? So I've, me and my DJ, you, if you see us anywhere playing, we're always, it's like a dance, like we're dancing, you know, because I also teach that to keep the tempo in your head, you should be able to dance to it. Once you can't dance to it, you just miss that mix or you messed up that whatever you would try to do because you had to break, you had to break the, you know, whatever movement you're doing. So, yeah, yeah. And that was like 2000. And then, uh, what is it now? Nine years now? I decided, I, actually, I was doing, um, what do you call it, internet radio station for a bunch of different companies. I did one for a company called um, Real Rock Radio, and then one for Smooth Radio. And then there's a lot of different things that went on with those things. And my father, who's one of my biggest supporters and fans, or whatever, he's like, you know what, all these things you like to do with other people, stop doing it for people, do it for yourself. You know how Jamaican parents are. <laughs> you know, way I do it for other people, I do it for yourself. And... I decided, okay, I'm gonna start D-Rock Radio. And I've been doing D-Rock Radio now since 2000, nine years ago. So I go on with math too much. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. So that's yeah. amazing. So, you, you know, you were inspired from your father's love of music. Yes. Um, then you went into DJing um, at the age of around 17. Mm -hmm. Then you kind of progressed in your journey from mm -hmm. just, you know, learning how to dj to, to starting your own company to starting your own record label correct well not record label but um internet radio station internet record, radio station. Record, record label sound fine because i do some mastering for people too but i've never thought about that but who knows that that, that, any, that that might be the next step my way. <laughs> you throw it in my ear you gotta think about that so yeah sorry sorry so yeah you know you've been very successful in the things that you're doing. And I'm super excited that we're here on the podcast sharing your story. You know, what are some things that were your driver and kept you going and kept you motivated uh, throughout this entire journey? Because it's not easy to, to do this. And, you know, what kind of things uh, kind of push you to, to move forward with this? Music. So I'm going to tell you the story. Like, I tell this to people all the time. Like many times I said, I'm, no, I'm not doing this no more. I'm going to quit. I, I, I can't do this no more because it's an up and down business. Sometimes you you sometimes you're making good money. Sometimes you're not making any money, you know. And economy does this, and you know we, it's hard to keep it up with the economy. And there's a number of times that I'm like, you know what, I don't need to do this no more, or I'm going through something in my life where it's stressful and life is stressful, and it always comes up. I get a gig here, I get a gig there, or somebody called me up to do a mix for them, and then I do it, and it changes my changes my mood. It keeps on building me up. And like I tell people all the time, like it's not just good for you to say, okay, I'm a DJ. It's work, it's, it's a relationship with the music. So you have to love it and you have to keep on doing it. And when you love it, like I, even though I'm not 
you know, big name and I don't make all the major money in life. I, because I love it, it takes care of me. You know, and I, I try my best to take care of it. Like I try my best not to, like, how do I say, saturate the music per se. Yeah, you know? and that's super interesting that you share that. And there are definitely ups and down in DJing and all businesses and all things mm -hmm. that people are doing, you know. What are some things that kind of, you know, help you get out of those tough spots, you know, where you're in between, you know, looking for those gigs and getting those opportunities that kind of gave you that momentum? You know, what are some of those things that kind of kept you going and kept you you know um even when it was tough well I, like i recommend to everybody like you you have to find a, a nine to five you have to have something that that keeps your like at least keeps your pocket stable you know um people are always like oh you know you have a nine to five and this is your hobby and i'm like no i have a this is my nine to five and my job is my hobby you understand because it's like i have to keep up with this every time i say oh god i'm like i can't do this anymore it it does different things for me you know, like it's it's especially now in the pandemic, because and what's so funny is this is how I realize now because of the lack of playing out. This is how you really realize that my job is really a hobby because <laughs> my job was not cutting the bills. <laughs> so it's like, uh, OK. <laughs> and and that's why, you know, we started doing a lot of these uh Zoom parties actually, so you know, and it, it Zoom parties was just a way of keeping yourself relevant, keeping yourself playing, and it's easier to play for someone on a Zoom party because they're kind of they're interacting, not kind of they're interacting with you, and you know, then when I was just doing my radio shows because I do different radio shows, I have um two main shows I do every week. One is called Two for Two Tuesdays, and Throwback Thursdays. Uh, Throwback Thursdays, I play no music over 2010. All right, two for two Tuesdays, however, is a little funny because it's like Mad Mix Tuesday. What it is, is whoever's listening, you get to select two artists and I have to mix two songs from each artist. Nice. Make And I have to mix them. So, you know, they, they try like, they'll give me gospel, a gospel singer <laughs> and, 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 and some like, you know, um, African beat song and, you know, so, but what it is, they don't realize what I'm doing to them. Right, it's me practicing one, right, and two. I don't ask you to give me the name of the song. I just say give me the artist. Yeah, I'm sure I can find songs that that from these artists that can mix or close enough that I can. Yeah, do. no, that's super smart, man. And it, it, it makes it much more interactive mm -hmm. um, because it's not just you know you playing and, and they listening. It's mm -hmm. a conversation. It's a real meaningful interaction where they're engaged with you and are participating and influencing what songs you're playing next. That's fun. That's exciting. Sure. And, and even in this you know pandemic, even in this social distance environment you're finding ways to connect with your audiences and that kind of builds your brand and allows you to be who you are, Mr. Lion. I think that kind of shows your character and your expertise in this skill of DJing and building relationships with people. So, you know, great job with that. And, and like most DJs, like DJs, you have to think outside the box and you have to be able to serve the people that you're playing mm -hmm. for and have that mindset. You know, I, I think that you're showing an impressive example of how DJs should think about their business. Right. Because you know what it is? It's like, although we're not in a club environment, when you're doing like Zoom parties, it's basically a club environment. And if you're in the club and you see everybody in their phone, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So if you're on a Zoom party and you see everybody's gazing off to something, then you're not doing what you're doing. So like 
I'll play tricks on them. Like I'll, I'll say stuff like, okay, since nobody's paying attention to me, I'm gonna play songs like this and I'll play a Lou Rawls. <laughs> or nobody's talking to me, no, I'm gonna play a song like this. I'll play some BG's music or whatever. And everybody gets involved and you, you, you have to keep people focused because we all know it's hard to keep anybody's focus these days. You know, and especially when you're, the platform is what you're given right now, you have to use it to keep people focused. And this way, you know, when the world opens back up properly, the first thing they're thinking is, oh, no, if I want a DJ to really do such and such, I need to go to these guys. You know, it's because it's not about just mixing music because anybody could just put songs together, you know, but like, how, how are you on doing it on the fly? You know, because like when I when I with my DJs, I tell them don't don't create a playlist. What you need to have is make sure that you have all the songs that you need to have in whatever folders and whatever you're doing. But don't create a playlist. Go in, have a starting point for yourself. But watch what's going on, and work with your people. Work with who's around you. Work with who who is who is who is dancing. You know, if you're in a place and there's 200 people and there's only one person dancing, concentrate on that one person because I guarantee if he keeps on going, people are gonna follow. You know, and you, you have to learn to build up on it. And you said, oh, you know, I've, I've probably mastered this. Let me tell you something. DJing is an art that you don't ever, ever master. It's a constant learning. You got to keep on learning because every day there's new tricks. Every day there's new equipment. Every day there's somebody that can do something different. And, and you have to keep up with it. You know, and if you don't keep up with it. And that's why in this time right now like it gets me upset to see a lot of the bigger name djs falter at like zooming or falter at like streaming because you have it already so you should just go like you know what let me put it together first just figure out how to get it done so you do it properly you know so you don't come out because nobody wants to come out and sound like trash because you could be playing everything if you sound like trash <laughs> that's what's up he's not like trash it's not working for you so yeah man i think um what you do is super important and, and you kind of you know laid it out for us very clearly that hey you have to react to your audience mm -hmm. i feel like you understand the psychology of djing to the next level whereas you're not just playing music mm -hmm. you are really connecting with the souls and the ears of people that are listening to your mixes your sets your virtual parties and you're really killing it with the zoom parties and and you know in-person events when when the opportunity you know allows mm -hmm. it and i think that djs take this opportunity to to follow mr lie and 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 be able to you know improve your craft during these times of social distancing and the pandemic don't you know sit back and and, and use this time to, to to not focus on on your passion use it as productive because like he said once the pandemic is over once we're back into clubs and parties and such like that People are going to remember those that held them down during these times. This is your time to build your brand. And that's what we're trying to do with the club. That's what we're trying to do on other platforms like Twitch, Mixcloud, all these other platforms. We're trying to help people stay relevant and build their career and build their brands online. Yeah, so I'm super excited, man. I would love for you to talk about, you know, COVID right now and just how it has changed your life as a DJ and, and how it has affected, you know, the environment as a, as a, as a whole. So the, the effective part as a DJ is like, you don't, there's no gigs really, or gigs that I personally like to do, you know? And then you will get stuff like people like, oh, we have an event and it will be at a secret location. 
I don't like being secretly in trouble. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> I just, just be honest with you. Like, you know, like it, it, it's, I can't do that because I'm a father of two boys. So it's like, it's just mainly me and them a lot of the times, you know, other than my love, my love, my, my, my other half, but it's usually me and my boys. So I can't be going out there and pick up something on some randomness and bring it home to them. So when the pandemic came out, it was like, oh man, life is difficult. You know, and I didn't know how good I had it playing music until I couldn't play it for people, you know? And it was so, it was like, yes, I was doing my radio shows, but it's like, I can't really interact with anyone. And then when I said, when I started getting into the Zoom thing, it was like, oh, live people, <laughs> you know, like live people, I could do this. So. Through, through the pandemic, I've learned that. With the pandemic, I've learned, I've had other skills because now I'm doing uh, web designs and I'm doing uh, t-shirt designs because now I need to come up with, with other money. Uh, uh, I started a, a punchline because like I do rum punches and my, my friends have always go, oh, you need to, you need to, need to. So you know what? I started. So now I have a rum punchline and it's like, just keep on doing different things to, to, to keep me above water, you know, because like, it's we you it's never going you're never going to be on the wall for too long you know this but you have to be able to keep yourself up and keep yourself moving um but the pandemic this thing has been rough man like because i still have a nine to five and because of it you can't we can't go to work on a regular time schedule so we work five days on five days off you know and then i have to travel you know I don't really like, like I'm a New Yorker, so nothing bothered me on a train before. It ain't become the pandemic. The slightest somebody sneeze, you're like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I need to get off this train. I've gotten off of a train just because somebody came on a train and sneezed and didn't cover their face. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't stay here. It's not safe, which is which is crazy. Yeah, man, we're, we're in interesting <laughs> times, man. And, and like you said, right now, DJs are getting super creative and they're innovating and coming up with different, different ways to stay afloat. And, you know, keep it up, you know, keep on, you know, coming up with different ways to earn income, keep on, you know, figuring out how you can, you know, continue to DJ from afar using, you know, Zoom, using technology. Like, I think that this is an important time to to really work hard to do what you got to do and come out on top of this. Because if you sit around and you do nothing, you're not going to make it out. Um, right. But if you work hard and, and, and get creative and, and do what you've done and really figure out ways to stay afloat, you're doing the right thing brother and i'm super excited to see some of the things that you got coming up next so tell us like what's going on right now and what's what are some things that um we can see from you in the future um well the zoom thing is the big thing right now um the zoom parties is definitely becoming a point where we're going to push a lot more off because even after the even after the um world open up there's going to be people that are happier doing parties from their homes you know, um, years ago, I did an event in Trinidad uh, for about 500 people and they didn't leave my didn't leave my home studio. And you would have never known I wasn't in there, you know, because we you, we have to use technology. I mean, back then it wasn't Zoom. It was more of they had a Skype camera so I can see everybody there. And then they had a, and then I had a camera on so they could see me and they'll walk up to a computer that was set up for them. They make requests and do whatever it is. And, you know, and I would shout out somebody I see in the crowd. I don't know them. Oh, shout out that girl in the red dress. Yeah, I like her. Oh, and that's it. You know, so 
innovating it is just to keep it going. As far as what's what's next for us is I really and truly want to get rid of my hobby because music has taken me so far and music is going to take me further as long as I put in the work. And the thing is to just to just not just say it, which a lot of people like to say it, is to do it. And the doing part is get up and do it. Like I, I was in here working out with my kids and I let them select what they wanted to hear. Oh, anyway, so I let them select what they wanted to hear. And I'm listening to the mixes and I'm like, that's, there's so much wrong with it. But then it's wrong with me saying there's so much wrong with it if I'm not doing it myself. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. why am I knocking something that you're doing if I'm not doing it? So my son is like, oh, we have to do this. We have to do this. And, and he's getting a little, he's a, he's a, what do you call it? He's a TikTok famous. So now he's definitely pushing on daddy to try to do different things now. Wow. And yeah, but other than that, man, I just want, I, I, you know what I really want to do? I want to teach. Nice. I want to teach the art of DJing, but not, oh, the scratch and the this and that. I want to teach the, the thought process behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to teach how you think when it comes to music so this way it's easier for you to play so you don't get stuck with the they call it the dj face when you stand there going oh snap what's next to go you know because really and truly djing has become so much easier to do mm-hmm. because when i started if i was thinking of a song i had to go through a crate and to find this one song and on the way to this one song i picked up 20 other songs already now you just type it in and it comes up so it's just to get your mind frame to work at that speed, you know, and I would love to teach people that because I think if I can do that and because uh, I have a great team of DJs around me because I have seven DJs around me from D-Rock Radio and it's my team. And if I could do that, trust me, I think everybody would be happier as DJs in as well because it's, it's, it's a mind frame. Like you have to, once you, once you know who your, what your energy is, push your energy like if this is if your energies push your energy if your energies push your energy make that energy work for you so that whoever is listening is enjoying it you know and don't just sit there and conform yourself to oh well these is this top 100 songs no <laughs> it's top 100 there's top 100 songs every day <laughs> so just think about it like no like i, I never People, I did an event once with some big name DJ. I'm not gonna say who, and I got an email list of songs I couldn't play. And I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, why? So I said, okay, whatever, on with the list. And I went in and did what I do normally, just play for who's in front of me and who's, and he couldn't follow. And it's not a knock on his skills because he's great. He's got great skills. It's just I didn't go in with the mentality of oh. I have to warm up, so I have to just do this. I went into a mentality, this woman is here. You have to enjoy yourself because that's how you build you. Like people, if people can, if you become a conversation piece, mm-hmm. that's how you build you. Yep. You know, so you can't go in it going, oh, well, I'm, I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid to do that. Even if they give you a list, there's 10 billion songs in the world. <laughs> you know, like, yep. do that. Like, just do you. Yep. Energy. It's all about energy. Once you've got the energy that you love, rock with it 
get it. Like know how to do that on on a whim, like quickly. Like if, if you if you're one of those that don't use a headphone, make sure that all your cue points is set up so you do it a certain way. So everything is movement. You should be able to mix two songs, two different beats, two different artists, and the crowd don't feel it until the song drops properly. Mm. And that's what I would love to teach. Wow, that's amazing advice, man. Hey. You can go teach it, man. If there's people listening to this podcast right now and you want to teach her and learn the psychology of DJ, not just how to scratch, not just how to mix, but the mindset behind it, Mr. Laws, the guy to go to. So make sure y'all check him out. And are you ready? We're going to jump right into the lightning round. You ready? You're up. Sit up, Bravo. All right. Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. Hardware. Uh, Denon. I'm a Denon dude. Uh, did, yeah, a lot of people are gonna look at me. Oh my god, I'm a Denon guy. Not because this distinct. They actually turn. They were turntables. They used to turn really. And I'm a turntablist first. So I kind of really got into that. Software, Serato, but I do um, I do quick setups with anything. So you know, it doesn't matter. But Serato is my go-to. Besides yourself, who's your favorite DJ? Um, beside myself, I'm still working on making me my, my, my favorite DJ. Um. Uh, my all-time favorite DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Um, because of the music I play, people don't understand who my next favorite DJ is. Laid back loop. You know, which is, but they're like, oh, he does EDM house and pop. I was like, yeah, but it's energy. And I love the energy. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at and why? Uh, favorite party I ever did was I did a party that I did myself called Chocolate Jungle. And I loved it because the event started and had people in it already. And the the um, owner for the place had asked us if they could stay. They didn't have to leave. And I said they could stay. And it was early from 10 o'clock. By 11 o'clock, they had all of their friends that they were going to meet come there. And we couldn't, we couldn't pack, we couldn't keep the people in the place. My favorite event, I love doing weddings. I love doing weddings. I love, love doing weddings. Why I love doing weddings? Because you're, it's something that they want to remember. You know, everybody's wedding is great, this and that. Because anyways, it's so funny. They like to understand, I like to pay the cheap DJ, I like to pay the cheap DJ, but if your wedding is whack, they're going to tell you your wedding was whack. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Who's the most interesting person you've met through DJing? Oh, I'd, I'd say it's a tie. Uh, Kid Capri, uh, it was it was awesome picking his brain for a quick second as it was, and Eric Sermon. You know, I went to an event and uh, DJ forum event, and he was there and just talking to him for about 10, 15 minutes. I left there like, okay, this is what I need to continue doing. What's one thing that you hate about live streaming as a DJ? Uh, one thing I hate is really and truly the setup process of it you know because it's it's you have to really put put thought into it because like like when you when we first came onto the meeting you saw i had a screen that had all that was doing 19 million different things and that's just one of my screens you know so it's you have to put thought in it and it's sometimes it gets a little tedious and then if you because you're looking at it a lot it becomes very monotonous so you tend to want to change it but then it's not really good to change it <laughs> you know because you want people to remember it but uh, but yeah and uh shout out to any djs you know personally 
whose story needs to be heard on this podcast? Ah, uh, DJ Versatile. That's one of my DJs. He's a he's his name really means it. He's very, very, very versatile. Um, uh, uh, oh my goodness, his name just slipped me for some some are DJ Gems. I call him the Chutney Kid. He's a He's a West Indian and he does a lot of chutney music, but everything his play, his energy is bananas. And DJ Catnip. Awesome. Hope to hear their stories on the podcast. And where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Um, you can always find me at drockradio.com. That's my website. Uh, you can always find me on DRock Radio at um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can find me at Mr. La at Mr. Dot underscore La at Instagram for my personal page. And um, I'm on TikTok at, hold on, I remember my son made this page up for me. Hold on. But I'm at TikTok at Mr. Mr. La, the only Mr. La. And, you know, yeah, there's more platforms coming because he, he's setting up Twitch as we speak. <laughs> awesome, brother. Hey, this has been an amazing interview. Learned a lot. And uh, I'm super excited to have you, man. Everyone check out Mr. La. He's doing it big. Check him out. Um, he's an amazing brother doing it in the DJ, DJ industry. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much. Are you a DJ? Well, we want to hire you as one of our official, the club virtual DJs. We've been working hard to source hundreds of paid virtual gigs, and we need DJs of all kinds that are interested in getting paid to curate virtual events for our clients. Whether you're a new DJ, just getting started, or a veteran in the game, we have paid gig opportunities for you. Text I'm in to 609-201-1027 to get notified for paid gig opportunities from the club. Tell a friend. We look forward to working with you. Now back to the podcast.